No excuse me, business man. Yeah. Have you ever seen a show with a couple on the mic with bad content and it don't come out right? We tight. They ain't never tight. And that's not polite. Am I lying? No, you're quite right. Well, tonight on this every mic you're about to hear, we, we swear, swear the, the best, best podcast of the year. So, so. Here we go. Scream Bravo. Also, if you, you didn't, didn't know, this is our show. Hey, I like that. Welcome, welcome, welcome to America Twenty to Life. I'm your host, Mike Lynn, here with my beautiful wife and birthday girl and co-host Erica Lynn. What's up, babe? What's up, y'all? Twenty nine today. Absolutely. Ah, yeah. It's We're a special, special show for you. This is our second birthday show. We did a birthday show last year for you. Um, this is our second birthday show. That I, did the show fell, fell, on, fell on your birthday or yeah. the birthday fell on a show day? Exactly. Before when we did the first birthday show, we was doing five days a week. We was wearing, <laughs> no, we it were, was always going to fall on We was wearing ourselves out doing it. But uh, today is a special day for multiple reasons. It's, Jan- or it's July 21st. It's Erica's birthday. Um, and as we talked about earlier, as we were laying in our kayaks, chilling or kayaks in our hammock, chilling. Just trying to take a little load off. Every day that you can remember on your birthday has been beautiful, and today was no different. Mm-hmm. It's always beautiful. Always for a beautiful hot, lady. sunny, beautiful. A lot of love showed up. We're going to see what y'all do on my birthday on August 16th. Erica got all the love on my page. I posted a picture, like a tribute to my wife on my page, and it blew up. It's the biggest post I ever made in my life. I haven't gotten to get on there, but I did see it all. i just been busy i did some work i had to do some work today so yeah speaking of which um but first i have to uh, i have to announce that we do have a special guest on today i've been i have been i've known this this man for about 19 years and i was just telling him how i was speaking to my daughter earlier today and i showed her a picture of 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 this person and myself and i was like do you know who this is and she was like no and i was like okay well you will and, uh, you know, not to say that not to say that there's no no life outside of that of what, you know, the way that I know uh, Mr. Party, Mr. Party. Um, but that's how I met Mr. Party was just through, you know, being out in the nightlife. And Mr. Party would always show up spreading, you know, joy. in the nightlife, short spreading joy. I was telling him I was just talking to him earlier today about, you know, when Mr. Party walks into whatever arena he's in, whether it's a club bar or whatever, you know, wherever he walks into, it changes the entire energy. And I was just re- we were just reminiscing because like I used to have after hours like way back 2007 or whatever the case is. And he used to come there all the time, you know, and, you know, and just bring the flowers and we take pictures and so on and so forth. But I remember like at the club nights at about 145, it's always like the club can go any which direction. It could be a great time where everybody's mutually figuring out where the party's at or it could turn into a fight depending on what's going on in the room but i can tell you that every bar i've ever been at when mr party walks in at 145 and starts taking pictures and handing out flowers it changes the whole environment of the room the energy that he brings and so i just kept thinking like with the city of lansing and what's going on right now in the city and all the 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 violence and you know the political stuff we just need to take a break from all of that you know we do a lot of talking about that on this show uh but I figure we need to take a break from that and have the the only person I could think of that could save this city right now is if everybody had a little bit of Mr. Party's life or Mr. Party's energy in their heart today, uh, that, that, that would be it right there. So I thought this would be the perfect time. I met up with Mr. Party at uh, Juneteenth 
I see him all the time, but I ran into him again at Juneteenth since we've had the show. Chopped it up with him there and was like, I need to have you on the show. We agreed upon, you know, possibly coming on on Erica's birthday. And then, you know, God works in mysterious ways. My cousin called me up like, hey, man, come out with me uh, Sunday. And I went out Sunday and seen him again. And uh, we confirmed the show. And boom, we have him in the studio today. So we'll be bringing him on here shortly uh, to talk about what I really wanted to talk about Mr. with Mr. Party was about his life. I just recognized that I didn't know all that much about Mr. Party outside of, you know, Mr. Party. But there's a whole human being behind that. So like what people see of see us see of us on this show or see of us, you know, in, you know, the village or whatever it is that we're doing, they don't. You know, a lot of people don't really know the human beings that we are outside of those things. They just kind of see us out here. And when you're a public figure, not to say that we are, but, you know, that's what the news tells me when they always put my name in the paper with how they do it. We're a public figure now. We can speak on your life and what you say on your show. But anyways, um, when you're a public figure, a lot of people don't realize there's a whole human being behind that. So I want to know who that human being is. And I'm going to be learning for the first time right along with all y'all about who Mr. Party is. Um, or Luther Brown Sr., as, I, as I've as uh, i come to know his name to be. So Which we're going to find... some of you knew that, because I saw it in the comments. Yeah. I'm like, Luther. I was like, I never knew that. Yeah. That's intriguing to me. I love learning. I love learning new things about people, um, but also learning about them before I came to know them. Because yeah. you meet people, right? And you only know that person from that moment, like, forward. And so you know, you only know them in that space. Mm-hmm. I love to hear like their background and why they started, you know, how did you come to be this? And it's just so interesting. Yeah. And we got a chance to speak with him just just real briefly right before the show. And I didn't want to I wanted to be as surprised about his life that you are. So I didn't want too much to come out. But he was just telling us about, you know, some of the background of how Mr. Party was created. And, you know, the the ambassador of celebration was brought on. And, you know, the 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 famous, uh, you know, guy with the cane that you see on the on the pamphlets and everything, like how that all came about. And I was like, wait a minute, don't do it here. Let's do it on the show because I want everybody to be able to hear it at the same time. So, um, you know, I don't know anybody in this city that doesn't know or hasn't heard of Mr. Party, to be honest, unless you're like some, you know, some kid that's oblivious and all you do is stay on the Internet. But if you're out here in the city and you know. I don't know anybody who hasn't who doesn't know Mr. Party. So the we're going to find out. Yeah, we're going to find out who who he is as a person for real. So outside of that, it is Erica's birthday. Um, This is our 23rd birthday together. 22nd birthday together. Somewhere around there. I feel like it may be 23rd. Now. 16, 23rd. Yeah, 23rd birthday that we've shared together. Yep, absolutely pretty sweet that is pretty awesome and i just I, every every year i get more and more excited about just driving in the car with you somewhere you know what i'm saying just like just spending time like I, I don't know like as you get older you start to you start to appreciate things that i feel like i can't wait till all the young people i'm dealing with today you know they got girlfriends and they all got their little i just can't wait till they get to that point where you really start appreciating the fact that you have somebody that you care about that cares about you and to be able to share these moments with them you know, just just turn everything off if when you can. Well, like we talked about, you weren't able to turn it off today, but something very special happened today. Do you want to talk about that? Um, yeah, a little bit. So we did get, um, and it's not a huge thing, but we got some funding to help support our work for the village, and it's the first time that we've actually gotten like official <laughs> funding. So we are so excited about that. It feels great to be entrusted, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of my point was, as I told the group, you, you will never, you will be so happy with this because we were already doing this. We were always going to, 
all this does is it kind of helps and strengthen and support and just make it better and it makes it so that we can sustain yeah doing what we're doing and i just feel really great so it's our it's our first awarded kind of grant though yeah exactly for doing the work that we already been doing for free forever without any resources but not to say that because the community does show up like lansing is amazing but the community always shows up and and we've been able to do everything that we've been able to do through community funding no no major grants no nothing so this is amazing this is a big deal to be able to have these these resources for these these people that we're working with so i'm excited yeah i'm excited that's the work it came on my birthday so i was like yeah I was hoping you would throw that in, yeah. Mr. Party Clapping. <laughs> <laughs> it came on my birthday. I was hoping you would throw that in and tell them, like, yo, it's my birthday, so y'all got to approve this. But it had to go through the Ingham County Board board of, uh, what is it, treasurers, or trustees, or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It was a whole, like, official meeting and stuff. And it was I had just, to, like, yeah. go up in front of people and, and talk and all well, of that. So. What I was impressed with, I watched it. What I was impressed with was that they asked you what it is that we do. And you told them what it is that we do, you know, semi what it is we do. You can't, do. Give, you know, you can't give it everything because then they just don't need you no more. But you told them what it is that we do, why the, we're why the village is relevant, and they decided unanimously that yep, that's the ones. And I thought that was pretty sweet. I mean, it just good. it feels good to have people recognize your work, you know, and what you're trying to do. I don't need validation, but it feels good. Too. But it feels good when you get it, no matter yeah. what. Like I'm gonna do it regardless. You yeah, know, but absolutely, it feels good. So, and everything else going on today, uh, we're going to stay off of the craziness, but there is a very important story that's out there today that I want to touch on just briefly. I don't want to sour the mood up, but um, there is a, yeah, LFD battalion chief, uh, the first female battalion chief in the history of the fire department. And we know that they've had, you know, issues with all of that, uh, broke the glass ceiling and became a battalion chief and uh, actually retired out after... I don't know, I think 24, 23 years retired out and has just come out with a story. The City Pulse ran it. Um, it was actually, she posted pretty much her whole story on her Facebook and uh, made it, it got, public. yeah, made it public about what, what had took place with her in, in the fire department and made, made public what was going on. And what I really wanted to touch on now that I got all y'all here is not necessarily just so much that, but that's terrible. And that will be dealt with, hopefully. I mean, they don't have a great track record of dealing with these type of issues, but uh, it will be, in my opinion, dealt with, uh, hopefully. But what I've seen that bothered me the most that I wanted all you all to know is that the, the, the comments on that post and the people that were attacking her, and it wasn't average everyday people. It, was, people. it wasn't random people. These were people who worked during the time that she did, who were superiors at the time that she was. And I, I want the reason why I wanted to bring attention to this to all, all you guys who are watching this is because that is the behavior that that they display inside of the department. And now you're seeing it front and center because they've retired. So they don't feel like they have any worry about any retribution for what they say. So they're really just kind of spewing it out in the open. But now. it's not like that behavior, or that mindset or those views or the, all of that started after retirement. That is inherently who they always were. Yeah, that's who they were. They're and just they're, being public they're, with they're, it. Yeah, they're being real public with being it, and it's very disgusting. Uh, Chief DePrez has come on and said that she's dealing with PTSD right now. Like, it's she's really going through a lot uh, mentally, physically, so on and so forth. And to have somebody, a man at that, a white man at that, come on. And these are the people who she's saying were, effect, you know, doing this to her this entire time. But to come on and basically, you know, like try to rally troops against her, it was just disgusting. And that's really the, that's the point that I think, you know, we as a community should be taking heed of is that this is the environment that somebody who comes out with this issue like this, uh, you know, is dealing with people who she worked with. These are coworkers and people that were superior to her. 
Uh, that's just disgusting. And I, I, I don't know how the city's going to handle it. But what I do know is that today um, and I, I predicted this. I spoke to Erica earlier when this when I read the paper, I read City Pulse and it was in there. And I was like, wow. But you thought it would be tomorrow. But I just knew this. I said, this is what the city of Lansing is going to do right now. They're going to post about these new 19 workers that they just hired because there's a black female in that group. I told Erica this. And no later than probably three or four hours later, the Lansing Fire Department posted a picture of the 19 firefighters with the black girl in front. And like, I think there's three other black men that were hired. It's like it's like always cause and action, cause and reaction with them. And I and I could predict them now that when something disgusting comes out, just like what came out with the police department when they beat the young lady on Dakin, when that when that lawsuit came out, that lawsuit came out that very next day, they posted that young man, that, that police officer with little kids as a propaganda piece. So that was just, I just, you can predict how they're going to move. And it's just sad that we can't deal with these issues, but I don't want to dwell on that today. We will get to that at a later show and we're going to dig deep into it. Um, we may even have some people that have been affected by that on this show, but just know uh, that's out there. Pay attention to it. If you can send some support to her page, uh, send some she support. Needs she needs support. There's a lot of people on there. We're supporting. There was actually other workers there. Uh, the other females that worked in the department, they were actually corroborating these stories of things that have in happened the to them in the and comments section. talking about it and even naming people. And getting beat so, down, too. Yeah. So, like, the, it's just really important that, to know that, like, you and we, we know, I know this, I know this from experience. We know this from experience is it can feel very isolating and very alone. Yeah. And and people think, you know, just because someone came out with it finally publicly with that because she did. And it, it's a long, like, it's a lengthy post, right? Well, it's 23 um, years of it. Exactly. And just re it, once you read through the comments, you'll kind of understand why she does need the support. And it's just because when you read through some of it, it's like instantly you might be able to think like, man, they're all against me. I'm, I feel alone. And it's just kind of letting people know that they're not alone. They're not yeah. alone. Yeah. So, yep. A little support over that way uh, would be great. Outside of that, uh, we're going to get back to the show. And so... Mr. Party is in the office today. He is in the studio live. We're going to talk all history and everything going on with Mr. Party, the ambassador celebration. Uh, I went to his Facebook page and I have a friend request that's just sitting there. We're going to talk about that. But he said he doesn't really be <laughs> on there all that much. But I, your friends on there and AB is a whole bunch of people. I'm like, mine must have came in after, you know, he, did, he wasn't messing with it no more. Uh, but <laughs> I know that we're friends in real life, so that doesn't matter. Um, but what I what I recognized when I went there is that as much as, you know, Mr. Party used to, you know, he would take the picture of you and your people with a flower and so on and so forth. And then he would give it to you. And where the and I don't know if anybody else has kind of seen this, but where the transition has went is that he's now he's a he's a public figure. But not only is the Lansing legend that all the pictures now are of him with the people. So, like, I'm just like I was watching all the pictures on there and I've got pictures. I was telling Erica because the picture we had used for the promo had me in it. And I was like, I know we have a picture with him in it, but it's probably a Polaroid of you in it. I'm sorry. It's probably a Polaroid because that's what we, you know, we used to take back in the day when we would take the pictures all the time. Um, but I was just I went to I went to the Facebook page and I was looking at all the people who tagged like Mr. Party in it and every single person. in I'm like everybody. I'm like, I know that person. I know that person. I know that person. This is what it, this city. is what it means, though, to be born and raised in this city. These lifelong relationships, you don't get you don't get that history. You know, and I'm not saying it's anything bad about being like coming from out of town to here. What I'm saying is that history is so deep. It's so deep that when you look back 10 years and pictures, 15 years, you remember like 
Then the history of Mr. Party, me and Mr. Party have. Like 19 years of knowing Mr. Party. When my sister died, I seen Mr. Party at the, at the same place I seen him at this weekend. And we conversated and talked about that. You know, like these that, those moments, you don't, you can't just get, you know, like without time. It takes tenure to get those type of relationships. And I was watching those pictures and I believe that I feel special knowing Mr. Party, but I bet you everybody in those pictures feels a special relationship to Mr. Party. Every time I see Mr. Party, and it's crazy, I'm talking about him, he's in the room, he's behind me. But this is what I, I'm just being straight with y'all. Every time I see him, he's never forgotten my name. He's never forgotten my sister's name. It's, I don't know how he does this. No, this is every time he sees me, Michael, let first walk in, Michael. I'm, I'm like, okay. You know, I mean, when you, you know, when we first met, I was always really like, I felt like I got puffed up a little bit. Mr. Party knows my name. It's impressive. Yeah. And it's so valuable. Like it's valuable for yeah. someone to make that something that they do. Cause that takes effort. Yeah. It takes up. Yeah. Oh, for sure it does. I'm terrible with names. I, I, you know, I'm famous. You know, in the black community, we all famous for saying, I probably know him by if I see by his face. face. If I see his face, I'll probably know him. You know what I'm saying? But it, it does take face. effort and people work at that. Like I was at a seminar one day and this guy walked in and he, it was like 15 people in the room, asked everybody their names. And then by the end of the, I shouldn't see him by the end of the day, by the end of the day, he never misnamed anybody. He didn't, he knew everybody's name. That's it's, yeah. a, it's an art. It's an art. It it's is. It's an art. You know, it, it, it's an art, I think. So anyways, without any further ado, we are going to bring on Mr. Party right after this small advertisement from America 20 Life. What up, America 20 Life fam and all the small businesses around the city of Lansing. Advertise America 20 Life. Our analytics are through the roof. Last month alone, we reached 35,000 people. We have packages as small as $50 a month that'll get your name right on the screen, right here. We also have packages of platinum packages where you can have a ad spot just like this. So advertise America 20 to life twice a week and be on a show just like this with Mr. Party, a Lansing legend. So if you're an up and coming Lansing legend, you need to come on to America 20 to life and advertise with us. Limited spots available at the price that they are at right now. When they sell out, they're over. The prices will skyrocket. Uh, we have monthly packages as well as yearly packages. You can go to America20Life at gmail.com, send us the link, or excuse me, send us some information on yourself and we can contact you about sales. Or you can go to America20Life.com and find out what our packages are. All right, advertise with us, baby. We are here with Mr. Party. What's going on, Mr. Party? Welcome. How you doing? I gotta turn your mic up, there you go. I feel very, very Perfect. well. And I'm very honored to be here. And at, may I take this moment? Yes. I am Mr. Party, the ambassador of celebration, here to deliver a celebration gram to Mrs. Erica Lynn for her birthday. Erica, some people mean more than words can say, thoughts can imagine, or feelings can express. You, Mrs. Erica Lynn, are one of those wonderful people and will always be special to us. Therefore, roses are red, violets are blue. This moment is special and it's all because of you. Joyous and momentous day of your birth. I love you. Happy birthday, Erica, your husband, Michael. And okay. Oh, thank I missed you. It by, okay, and if you if you turn it around. And if you push, we'll push this little button here. Oh, <laughs> turn it around so they can see it. It says, I love you on it. 
stuff. Oh, that is amazing. Do y'all see this? Oh my gosh. Oh, they can't see the light. It says, I love you. Oh, thank you, Mr. Party. Thank you, babe. Oh, how do yes, you? yes, yes. Isn't it special? Mr. Party gonna make it special every time he Y'all comes around. Awesome. Do the best in all of us, love. Wow. That's that energy right there. Oh, his mouth is moving too. Look at that. He's singing. He got the dive hat on. This is, the, oh my gosh, y'all. I can't even. That's this, amazing. This will, This is a studio resident now. Right Thank on. You. Yep. Very, and so right welcome. behind behind Mr. Party up there is the infamous bag. That bag I've seen for years with the flowers in it, the flags. Just just, just a Lansing legend. And I told you when you walked in here, I was like, I, I want to. Like when when we put this promo out that we were gonna have you on here, people were just like, oh, "I can't wait! This is what this is gonna be." The excitement. Yeah, the excitement behind knowing who Mr. Party was and what you got going on. So, let, where do you want to start at? Like, where where can we get going with with Mr. Party? Where did it start? Well, <clears throat> first of all, I was born and raised right here in Lansing, Michigan, and everyone knew everyone. Everyone cared about each other, uh, and some of anybody parents or whomever, big brothers, big sisters, slap you upside the back of the head and you best straighten up. Mm -hmm. And me, I was saying, please don't call my mother. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) However, I'm very, very grateful. I was born uh, the youngest of eight children um, in a family that, well, whatever you folks think of me, everything I am is because they love me. Mm. Everything I am is because they love me. And that's the ticket right there. You see, and love isn't love isn't a feeling or an emotion. Love is a verb. Mm-hmm. You put action to it. Action. Okay, I'll show you a little love. My rebellious brother Gaylord, my rebellious brother Gaylord, who always did whatever he wanted to because he was willing to deal with the consequences. Mm-hmm. Well, that brother used to take his baby brother upstairs to bed at night recite the nursery rhymes and sing all the little songs you learn in elementary school, make caricatures um, on the ceiling from from the street lights to help me fall asleep. But even more important, that brother used to crawl in the bed and heat up the cold sheets so I didn't have to get in a cold bed. That's love, you hear me? That's what I'm talking about. Love is what we what we supposed to give each other. Uh, anyway, I was I was blessed to be born into this family that uh, was very very active. Um, my mother, Mrs. Robert Brown Senior, uh, Mrs. Georgia Lee Brown, who uh, I am celebrating the 24th, celebrating her home going uh, back in. Uh, 2013, she was 100 years, seven months, and 16 days. Wow. Uh, Lansing Mother of the Year in 1953. Um, and just so many things that she accomplished, so many lives she touched, mine being one of them, as she always told me that I was her gift from God. Um, uh, <laughs> um, she always told me, all of us, she taught us what love is, and she told us to make a difference, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons for this whole Mr. Party character um, and everything he stands for. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Party is not just about me, it's about us. It's about growing up together. It's about those friendships and relationships that you talked about 
that are long lasting. Mm -hmm. A party is anytime you share your friendship with someone, you are someone. And every time you smile, you constitute a party all by yourself. Feels good to feel good, doesn't it? See, we don't laugh because we're happy. We're happy because we laugh. Mm -hmm. Every time you smile, endorphins, dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, it's, 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 you can't resist it. It's the one thing that God gave human beings that when you smile, automatically those chemicals go off and you feel good. Mm -hmm. And it feels good to feel good. As Lionel Richie said, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, because of who my family was, I had a lot of opportunities um, to meet people. Lansing has been one of the most diversified cities in this state mm -hmm. because of MSU and the other different schools. So there's been all kinds of people. Every year at Christmas time and so on, we had foreign students uh, at our, our home for dinner. Uh, of course, you know, all kinds of people came through and they were all family. Mm -hmm. they, all, everybody's ended up family. Um, as I try to tell young people today, the people that I grew up with from school, from, no, no, wait a minute, excuse me. A whole lot of my friends in this city, we all grew up in Sunday school mm -hmm. at what is now Trinity AME Church, the oldest mm -hmm. African-American church in the city, mm -hmm. of which we were all part of. It gave us our foundation. That, the YM and YWCA, Young Men's and Women's Christian Association, uh, Boy Scout and Girl Scouts, of, of which my mother was very involved, uh, as well as the schools and so on. Um, first of all, and, and, and I got to say this cause I quote my dad all the time. Uh, dads were around, mm -hmm. they weren't, you know, they were often drinking. They often had their own issues and so on, but families were intact. Mm -hmm. Families were intact. And not only that, they were usually married. That's one reason why married people are my heroes. Mm -hmm. You see, because my first heroes were my parents, and it's about the commitment, mm -hmm. which might be what's missing today in all our lives, which is why there's so much of this disruption, mm -hmm. I'll call it. Mm -hmm. You see, um, uh, but, uh, but I remember growing up in Lansing. Lansing is a great place, and one of the things that they instilled in all of us, which is why I do what I do, one of the reasons is because they always instilled in us that they came here and worked to make Lansing a great place to raise their children so that they would have a great place to raise their children mm -hmm. and on and on for mm -hmm. generations. Yeah. And that. that is what it's really all about and what is missing. Yeah. We need to all take an active interest in loving care for one another because you got to be concerned about that other person's child because while you're concerned about your child, it might be that other person's child that harms or hurts your child. Mm -hmm. However, it might also be that other person's child that comes along and saves your child's yep. life. Yep. Wow. I say be selfish, be selfish, and help the other one so they help yours. You see where yeah. I'm coming from. Yeah, absolutely. And working together, That's we right. can make a change together. We can all have better things. That's a fact. I agree. And see, that was taught mm -hmm. the difficulties that are happening today are because of what's not being taught anymore mm -hmm. and what everyone's learning mm -hmm. and if you're not teaching all those positive good manners kindness things 
then the weeds of anger and animosity and 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 and, and jealousy and so on are are growing all the time anyway however if you're not learning the other and teaching the other those weeds are steadily being pushed on by the culture that's facts because that's all that everybody's learning and here we are today and i think i ask people often why do you find mr party me personally so phenomenal you know i'm not a great musician I'm not a but JW Sexton High School band, yeah. I right was gonna ask you that. Baby. So you went to the yes, big, you went to the, I dub. Was, the band started it all off. As a matter of fact, my colors, black, red, and white, uh-huh. were Sexton's colors. Yep. I called it Mr. Party's Colors of Success. Black represents dignity, strength, and determination. Red represents life's blood, eternal love. Yeah, that's love coming at you. Eternal love. The actual reason why we celebrate Christmas and Easter for God so loved that he sent his son. And white, which means innocence and purity, represents unity. Mm. The purest thing we could have between all of us. Mm. And that's what I believe it takes for success. As as, uh, we also um, have uh, identified and given a definition to what a party is. A party is any time you share fun, valued friendships, and pleasant memories everlasting. And so, every time you smile, you just made a new friend with yourself. Gems. Mm. <laughs> Gems being dropped. So, I love it. Um, and one reason why um, I do a lot of things, I've, the Main Street Neighborhood Association founder, Leonard Leak, who... Uh, uh, I always say I got my mind on my money and my money's on my man, and Leonard Leak is my man. Mm. I've been honored to work with his association, Main Street Association, working for a drug-free America uh, for 33 years. And uh, as as uh, <laughs> Leonard would say, uh, <laughs> love, love is a verb. You got to put action to it. Mm-hmm. That's facts. Um, bubblegum and walk. Somebody talked about the Main Street Initiative. It, it is association. 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 Somebody I can't remember who it was. Was like I, I remember. I remember meeting Mr. Party at the Main Street uh, parties that they had. Was it a block parties or something like that? Yeah, That's we what used said. to uh, we put on um, Main Street area reunions. Um, we used to do it at the former Main Street stool. That's how it started out. Um, all the now Malcolm with, X, correct? Right. Yeah. Um, it's on Main right. Um, and uh, we used to have it every year. People used to even plan their vacations. The city was involved, the fire department, the police department. Just It was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd have it every summer. And then Leonard expanded it to several other cities. And so it became a statewide thing. We were, in, we were probably doing it in 21 cities, I think, if I remember right. Wow. Um, but however, um, <laughs> uh, it's been fun. And... Uh, the whole key is that we try to bring families together mm-hmm. with these reunions because everybody can't go away or go to a family reunion or whatever, but they could look forward to this to this reunion. And, and as I said, the people that we grew up with, we're still growing up together. That's facts. Yeah. You see, however, if we run out and do deadly bodily harm to one another, you can't keep growing up together. I got friends that I've known since we were babies, and now their wow. babies even know me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to be, y'all. That's All you gotta do gotta is take time. For. You know, it's just like you folks were mentioning about remembering names. Well, first of all, when you meet somebody, pay attention. 
Mm. Pay attention. You're so busy thinking about yourself or what you want to say or whatever, mm. instead of, you know, um, excuse me, Michael, this is Erica. Erica, this is Michael. Mm. You look each other in the face and you say hi to each other. Mm -hmm. You talk for a few minutes, you repeat each other's names about three times while you're talking, looking them dead in the face, and the brain associates the face with mm. the name. Facts. Just a That's a gem. I appreciate you teaching me and, that. And, and, and as Erica said, it, it is very, very important remembering people's names because, as you said, your name is who you are. Mm -hmm. And everybody's mm -hmm. somebody. But when somebody remembers who you are. Oh, yeah, it makes you feel oh, good. Oh, yeah. It does. Yeah. You see? Yeah. And see, so, and the whole point, that's part of the whole point behind Mr. Party. While it's nice to be important, it's more important to, to be nice. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. like, John Hay. Yes. You know, so, I mean, that's that's part of what uh, those happy feelings that we're trying to sp spread all over the world. So you grew up on the west side then? I grew up on the northwest side. Uh -huh. However, I grew up in a city, mm. not a side. Mm. And my mother emphasized that all the time. Mm -hmm. Okay, north side, west side, this, that. That's all to divide us. Mm. Mm. See, like things that are happening today, it's all to divide us. Mm -hmm. And we need to focus, open up our eyes, stop being focused on ourselves, and realize that we're all in the same boat. Mm -hmm. And we're all Americans. One thing that I realized that I really feel so good about over this last week or so is that you can go to any other country and people's, I had a, a girl yesterday just go off by the flags in my back. Oh, I can't stand those flags. I can't be around that. I hate this country. You know, boom, boom, boom with this imperialism and this, that, and that. I said, ma'am, you really don't know your history. <laughs> I said, but I said, but however, if you hate it, then why don't you go somewhere else? Mm. And, oh, well, I'd like to go to Ireland, but I ain't going nowhere because, you know, I this, that, and the other, and the government's taking care of me and so on and so on. Oh, yeah, but you hate this country. Mm. <laughs> you know, you talk about capitalism, no good, but this, that's what gives you, that's what empowers you to have the rights that you have here. And the thing that I realized, you can go to any other country, but you can't become one of them. You go to Germany, you can't become a German. France, you can't become a Frenchman. South Africa, you can't be a, you can't become an African or whatever. But anybody, everybody can come to the United States of America and become an American. Holla. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it. All right. I appreciate the enthusiasm. Absolutely. Um, you went to Sexton. How, uh -huh. I, what, one thing I, I really want to ask you is you've transitioned through multiple layers of Lansing and seeing it grow. I, I was talking to my uncle yesterday. And he was like, he asked me, do I remember in Lansing in the 70s? Of course I don't. I was born in 81. I was, <laughs> my dad was here in the 70s. I may have been in there somewhere, but I don't remember it. Right, right. right. So I'm like, no, I don't remember it. He was like, man, we, he was just bored yesterday. And he was like, man, it's just so boring. It's dangerous out here. He's like, man, you, you should have seen Lansing in the 70s. But you went through those those eras. So like, what what was your favorite era? And then, uh, yeah, what was your favorite era in Lansing? And, and how, how you seen Lansing moving and the, and the love that was in the air? And then also, did the 496 divide and the split up there affect any of that? Because that happened oh, in yes. the 70s. Oh, yes. And that was all part of a plan. Uh, however, you know, all things work out for the best. Uh, the West Side was thriving. That's, you, there was no South Side. You either lived on the West Side, the Northwest Side, the North Side, or the East Side. Mm. Mm. Everyone know each other. 
first thing people ask was, "Hey, young man, who are you? What's your, you know, who's your people?" Mm. With, you know, and you tell them the name, and yeah, well, you from the East Side Smiths, the the North Side Smiths, or or the Smiths on the over on the West Side. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody they might not know everybody's name in the family, mm-hmm. but you knew who was who. Mm-hmm. And as I tell people when I'm out now, late at night, and they, you know, Mr. Party, you kind of old to be out here. And I tell them when I grew up through them days, I graduated in 70. When I first started being able to go out, I saw older people from all ages. They were sitting on the porch. They were walking up and down the street. They were in restaurants. They were in the nightclubs. The first time I ever, I think I was about 1920, I ever went to an after-hour joint, there was a 92-year-old man. I, I was going to school with his children. There was a 92-year-old man that was at the card table when he was winning all the money. <laughs> okay? But, but even the winos on the street, they all took the time to care about us. Tell us, you know, take your, don't be out here like me. You take your butt on to school and so on and so forth. And put you in check. You know, people would call your parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Anyway. Um, but every spanking, every punishment I ever got put on, uh, I'm grateful for today because I know they love me. And I just got to tell this story, especially for young people and especially for parents also, that you realize that tell them what they need to hear. They, we all of us need guidance, which is one reason for the Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth. Um, however, I tell this story. When I was 16, my mother told me no. I asked could I go to a dance at the West Side Drop-In Center, which was at the corner of Kalamazoo and Butler. All of you folks from back there, yeah, that was the corner now, wasn't it? Holla! <laughs> anyway, um, Two weeks in advance, I did everything I was supposed to do. I did my chores, I got my schoolwork, I did everything. The day of the dance, my mother come from some some meeting or something she was at. I had a list, 20, 20 things that I done did. I done washed and waxed the car. I mean, I done did it all. I took care of my dad, all sorts of things. And I said, she's writing at the table and making some notes before she goes to her afternoon job. And I said, Mom, Mom, can I go to the dance? She didn't look up. Mom, can I go to the dance? No. Didn't look up, kept writing. And I said, but Mom, Mom, why can't I? You said, didn't look up. She said, I said, maybe. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's exactly what she said, maybe. (laughs) And I said, but Mom, why can't I go? I don't even need to use the car. You know, I'm going to ride with my buddies. She turned and she looked at me. I'm 16, folks. Here it is. She turned and she looked at me. She said, because I'm your mother, I know best. And I said, no. Mm. I didn't bring it up again. Well, I've always been a short thing, so I've always been chauffeured all my life. So I always rode in the back seat. Well, my two buddies with long legs were at this dance, and some crazed person uh had everybody lined up with a high-powered rifle. Mm. And anyway, they got away. Some people slipped, fell, whatever. Some, But no one really got shot. But as my buddies were riding back around through there again, the barbecue pits over here, and there was a Russell's Cleaners right here. You know, this was all, but these were black-owned business. You asked about 496. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of business, and they all gone. Gone. Uh, 
However, to the story, my buddies said that they saw the guy, and my one crazy buddy, Larry Hamilton, said, hey, there's so-and-so, and the crazy fool still got the gun. Mm. They said that he leveled the gun towards them, they took off, and he shot out the back window. Mm. Had my mother not told me no, just because she was my mother and she knew best, I would have been sitting in that back seat. Mm-hmm. Maybe not here to tell this story today. Absolutely. Wow. So, Absolutely. no matter how old I get, well, I'll tell you, three days before my mother had a stroke and died at 100 years, seven months, and 16 days, I was taking care of her, and it was the end of my shift. My brother was about to come back home, and so I wanted to change her undergarments. She told me she didn't need to be changed and to leave her alone. And I said, okay, mama. I said, but you know, you used to change me, so I let me take care of you, so on and so forth. And I turned her on her side and started to take them off. And my mother called me by my full name <laughs> while she whopped me on top of my head with her fist four times. Luther William Brown, I told you, leave me alone. And I just fell across her laughing, and I'll treasure that memory forever. Mm. And on the 24th of this month, just a couple days, my mother left here. However, remember this in the words of Randy Travis. It's not what you take when you leave this world behind. It's what you leave behind you when you go. Mm. It's not what you take when you leave this world behind you. It's what you leave behind you when you go. And she always taught us to make a difference. And I'm grateful for a dad that always taught me to to love, respect, and listen and obey my mother. Because a mother, listen to me, ladies. I had a lot of mothers in my life, women that were associated with my mother that never had any children. But they were mothers to me and a whole lot of us. Why? Because, as my daddy said, a mother teaches us how to love. When we've learned that lesson, Mm. we've learned how to live. And I'm living, baby. Oh. I'm loving every minute of it. Everything you're telling me now is like making sense to what your personality and how it comes through and things that you talk about. You'll have a short little time when you talk to people, but every time I've ever talked to you for two minutes, you always drop something that I'm like, wow, that was, that was kind of deep. Every, I leave every one of those conversations happy. I swear, when we when leave, I'm like, man, I'm so glad I ran into Mr. Party. He, oh, it could be whatever situation it was. I leave that situation. I'm like, man, I'm glad I see Mr. Party. It's like, I don't go to church. I'm I, I'm spiritual. I believe in God and I have my own relationship. But I don't go to church. But that's like, when I do go, I leave church and I'm like, he was just talking about me. I always feel like that. Or like two. the pastor or was two. just talking to me. Hey, he was just talking to me. That was that was like directly toward me. And it feels the same way. And I'm not trying to make a, you know, a spiritual connection sure. between you and the conversations. Mm-hmm. But like I, the energy I was talking about. Yes. And we talked about that before the show. Uh, you know, I've been at every bar I, for the last 20 years. I've been at every bar and every scene. I've been there when they were shooting. I've been there when they wasn't. I've been there when they tore the bar up because a certain song came on. But I can never say, I, I, and I would worry and concern about this. If I seen you in that environment, I would be protective and like, how can I? But I've never, I, I, I just was thinking back that there's not one time that you was there that that type of thing happened. Normally, I feel the motion and should I not be able to temper it down mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. 
I usually make sure that someone in management or what have you know the situation, and then I try to move away from the situation where I draw the crowd mm -hmm. away from the situation so that they're able to deal with it. Right. So that's it's violence intervention. Of, that's right. violence intervention. Well, it's all part of the I learn from you, though, relations. because I, I do the same thing. Yeah. Yes. Change I understand the, the idea. When I see the energy bad mm -hmm. in a room, you can change that energy, you know, now today I do that. Back in the day, I was right with the energy. Yeah. Like, oh, they, uh -huh. they playing my song. I'm, you know, so like, but that energy, I could be in that mind state. But then when Mr. Party pull in with the roses and the pictures, it changes the whole mood. We like, man, whatever with that. Let's get this picture back. Exactly. Let me give me a rose. Give me two of them. Happy get, to you know, see you. It just changes the mood. And I just feel like it's crazy. My generation all understands that. I think that we get that. And I feel like this younger generation doesn't, didn't have, I don't know if they didn't have that yet or enough people around them to have that understanding that it's, it is a certain person that can walk in a room and you stop. Like you said, like, you know, we talk about this all the time. We talk about violence intervention is like pod mapping to find who it is that that kid is scared of, not scared of, but will listen, listen to right. Like you will listen to mom, no matter how wild you was, a mom come and say, no, you're right. going to listen. So we got to find mom for that situation. But I just say for you and our generation. Or, or that male figure, because that's yeah. what's yep. missing. Yeah. yeah. Whoever one it was. Of the reasons, uncle or one of the reasons, as I stated, that I was taught to listen and obey my mother was because my dad instilled it in me. And I do not not ever remember. My brothers tell me stories about the razor step and all. Even my children can talk about the razor step from their grandparents. However, I never remember my dad ever spanking me or anything. Mm -hmm. And why? Because he told me one time, I saw what he did with one of my brothers, but he told me one time, he said, that's your mother. He used to always tell me, remember, don't let anyone, not even your dad, hurt your mother. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay? Always take care of the women in the family because God made women to help take care of us. Mm -hmm. And that the same way you have a mother, a sister, and a daughter, every woman is somebody's mother, sister, or daughter and deserves that same respect. Mm. I always say, remember, the men do to your dad, your brother, uh, or your son, mm -hmm. okay? Absolutely. Because we're all in this together. However, the male figures really determine a lot mm -hmm. because you ask how this got started. Well, every part of this character is all made up of some positive role model I saw in my growing up. Mm -hmm. The Derby, Louis Satchmo Armstrong, uh, the U.S. Goodwill Ambassador. Mm. That's where the Ambassador of Celebration uh, came from also. Mm. Okay. But my dad also gave me my first derby when I was 11. He worked for the Park and Recreation Department 25 years or so. Um, and uh, he took care of a lot of the parks, helped build some, quite a few of them. Um, Comstock, for instance. Uh, anyway, he used to bring me something home every day. My mother would tell me to stay on the porch or don't leave the yard. But when the children said, hey, here comes your dad, I would run to meet my dad, even <laughs> though I knew punishment was happening. <laughs> Just to carry his lunchbox, because he always had something. He might have saved, saved his apple from lunch or whatever. He always had something in there for me. Well, he brought me this derby home. He took me in the backyard. I was always a little short fella. And my mother was very much uh, into safety. She was a... Uh, president of the Greater Lansing Safety Council four to five times. 
she was instrumental in helping to get seat belts mandated uh, in cars, not a not an extra. Mm. Uh, so things wow. like that. But anyway, she was always concerned about my little self getting hurt. My dad had me out in the backyard teaching me how to mow the lawn because he said, if you want to be happy, put a smile on someone's face, starting with your own. And one of the ways you do it is by when somebody comes home, cat comes home and they done been working hard. And most most of the people back then were labor, blue collar workers or what have you. Mm -hmm. I mean, they work mm -hmm. and they come home. And when you come home and you walk up or pull into that driveway and that yard looks good, mm -hmm. no matter what, how raggedy the house might be, <laughs> it's great. Oh, I'm home. You mm -hmm. feel good and there's a smile on your face. So he took me out there and taught me how to mow these lawns so that that they would be spectacular. And my mother came out because the handle to the lawnmower was up over my head. <laughs> and my mother was concerned about me. She's fussing at him and he told her to hush. Georgia, hush. I'm teaching our child, our baby, how to do something so that he, he, we've never had to be concerned about him beg, bowing, or stealing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, teach a skill. Make sure that they know responsibility and how to work and what work is. Mm -hmm. Okay, because work is not a dirty word. The word work means to become, mm -hmm. to become. It's just like right now, I'm doing my work. I'm steadily becoming a better me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see? So um, anyway, when I finished and he said that I knew what I was doing, he gave me this derby and he told me to wear it as a symbol of excellence and pride in whatever job I did, even if it was collecting garbage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm and be the best doggone garbage collector that you can be. Mm. Whatever it is you do, mm -hmm. be your best. And he didn't just say that to me, he said that to a, mm -hmm. a lot of people. A lot of people that are really, really great today. I could name names I won't, but they've told me stories about how my dad helped me get this job or, or somebody else, you know. It was working together that we've all got here. Mm -hmm. and And the things that that you hear me say is because all the, especially when I'm out there late at night, is because all those people that helped me to grow up to be somebody I like, and that's the ticket people, we were taught that you got to learn to like yourself. When you like yourself, you won't do all those different things that are self-defeating or that can hurt you, self-destructive. Mm -hmm. You see, that's the real ticket. It's about character. It's not about what kind of job you got or anything else. Because, see, I know a lot of people that never made a lot of money, but they knew what to do with it, and mm -hmm. they ended up mm -hmm. with a lot of money. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's yeah. not what you got. It's what, how you spend it and what you keep. Mm -hmm. But all those people, even the winos, they all, whenever I ask them, how do I pay you back for helping me and all those other young people to grow up to be somebody I like, mm -hmm. and they all said, Pass it on. Each one, teach one. And that, and that, that, there you go. And that's why you see me out at all sorts of hours of the day and night. Mm -hmm. You mm. see, because I know I was put here to be that role model. And that was the whole purpose of Mr. Party, to be a positive role model. Over the years, I turned down some things because we had some set standards. I turned down, um, I turned down uh, advertising commercials with, uh, alcohol companies, one of them was Anheuser-Busch. They wanted Mr. Party as a marketing concept. Wow. I said no 
and they came up with Spud McKenzie. Now, none wow. of you even know who Spud McKenzie is. Wow. He was a cool dog that, you know, was selling beer. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Mr. Party's a real live human. And uh, we market the Mr. Party marketing concept and the logo the same way that Disney markets Mickey Mouse, except on consumable and non-consumable products. When Orville Redenbacher came out with popcorn, popcorn by Mr. Party was on the market. That was our first consumable product. Wow. Um, so now, at this stage, and we're truly ready, I'm offering the opportunity. Um, I can't give everyone a million dollars, but through the Mr. Party marketing concept, it gives all of us the opportunity to earn it. I am looking for clothing designers, jewelry makers, candy makers, uh, cartoonists, uh, somebody to animate the little man. I'm looking for for uh, 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 maybe you make a terrific chili. Patty LaBelle's pies sell every day because Patty LaBelle's on them. Well, mm. we put Mr. Party mm-hmm. on everything, and it's about us. Mm. It's about us. It's not about me. It's about us. Yes, it was a way that I could market my different skills and so on and so forth, but the whole purpose for that was to market that brand name. Mm-hmm. What our company mm-hmm. does is celebration, marketing, promotion, and public relations. And by doing promotion and public relations for other businesses and causes, it marketed us, the Mr. Party brand name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Um, Coca-Cola offered and was going to, uh, we were going to do a joint venture back in 89 and open up Mr. Party chicken and fish fast food restaurants to franchise nationwide. I ran into a snag with the friend of the court who said, you know, well, boy, uh, I don't think you got enough sense to run it anyway. We want the maximum. And so uh, I went away on vacation for a minute. Uh, However, something I've realized, see, you got to look for the good in everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dr. Wayne Dyer said, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Perspective. Which is why even late at night, I see the sun shining. You see, thank you, Lord, for the sunshine, for letting it. Sh- the sun's still shining, and we woke up. Mm-hmm. Everything is under control. Stop the fussing and the feuding, and look for the opportunity, because mm-hmm. the sun's shining bright. Mm-hmm. No matter if it's raining, snowing, or what it's doing. Because if there wasn't no sunshine and we wasn't there just in the right spot, we wouldn't. There wouldn't be no life. Mm-hmm. All you gotta do is understand that and be thankful. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's when you want the gist of who I personally am. That's the jest. I'm just thankful and grateful that every day, well, no matter what time of day or night it is, the sun's still shining and I woke up. I feel good as Brother James Brown said. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to tell y'all. <laughs> That's just great. I great need to energy. say that. Every I live morning. by that. I live yeah, by that. I always say that. Gratitude. I always try to look at the gratitude with perspective on issues. And I don't ever see an issue as um a bad when I look at it like I got to keep my head up because that next opportunity might be right around the corner. But if I got my head to the ground, I ain't going to see it. The Coca-Cola thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I could have been bitter. But first of all, I got to say this. The first thing that my mentor, Mr. Terry Tyler, who the anniversary of his death was yesterday. So I'm very, very highly motivated because he took he took a young fella, looked almost 33 years old, looking to find his way after his life has been devastated with the breakup of a marriage which was I'm the youngest of eight children uh family is all I knew that's what mm-hmm. I'm, I dreamt my life uh I told everybody and my children can tell you that I told 
I dreamt that I would, in 10th grade, that I'd have two sons, get married, have two sons and a daughter. I dreamt the house we live in. I dreamt what we do. I dreamt the cars we drive. I got two sons and a daughter. That's all I need to say. Mm-hmm. And that really tells me God is real because that's what he told me in the first place that dad is. The reason I celebrate every minute of every day is because when I was a little boy, four years old, I got the pictures sitting there when I got my pictures taken. When I was a little boy, the person I always wanted to grow up to be, I wanted to have friends and so on and so forth. The person that I always wanted to grow up to be, I've been blessed to grow up to be that person. Come on, people, this is your life, take charge. Because mm. mm. I remember Terry Tyler took a young fella that was drinking, drunk, suicidal, throwing, throwing major after parties, which were illegal. And he took that young fella and he molded him and he took all the skills and so on and all the things that I was already doing and we packaged it up into this Mr. Party package regarding all the things that I believe in and that I stand for. The same way I mentioned what the colors of the suit mean, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the shoes, the boots mean. My brothers always told me to stand tall because I was a little fella. You are somebody, <laughs> stand tall, so on and so forth. I was so short that their ties hung down too low, so they put a bow tie on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I see, it. It, it, it all has purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It all Everything. has purpose. And your life has purpose. Search for your purpose and then make it your mission to fulfill that purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my work. Mm-hmm. I'm doing exactly what the creator put me here to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the only one because all those other people that mentored me and put, and, and you and, and so on and so forth, that put you folks didn't just get here by accident. Mm-mm. Somebody put some love and energy into you to help you develop into this person. Yeah. Back to the Coca-Cola thing. Something that I realized. Had I signed that contact with Coke, I wouldn't know all you people. Mm-hmm. I'd have been on a whole different level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know all, if, if, I, if I didn't know you when we was coming up, you'd just be fans mm-hmm. rather than friends. Mm-hmm. So in other words, what God made happen was that I didn't just talk about it. We've actually lived all the things that Mr. Party stands for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've lived them. Mm-hmm. Fun, valued friendships, pleasant memories, everlasting. Mm-hmm. That's what you always say. You yeah. see, you got, that's it. Because that's mm-hmm. what a party is. You got to look for the good rather than, than let your feelings and your emotions get into it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because there's always, there's always an object lesson and there's always an opportunity. You know, people, I've had people say ugly things to me and people want to fight them. Wanna, Man, Mr. Party, why are you letting them talk to you? I said, let me handle this. <laughs> and I come up with some, I come off with some of these positive messages. It's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Or, you know, hey, you know, my name is, and, you know, I just want to be your friend or whatever. And it changes the whole complexion. I got people that, that used to talk about me to no end. Mm. And now, <laughs> they talk about me, all right. Mm-hmm. But it's all with a smile on their face and positive and how much they love me. Why? Because when you put your best foot forward and you really give your true self, well, when you're true, when you're real, you can't be false to no one. Mm-hmm. It's just like I don't allow anyone. I never answer to somebody telling me I'm a lie or a liar because I'm not. Now, once upon a time, I get offended. 
<laughs> I don't have to. Because, see, first of all, the only name that's important is the one you answer to. Mm. Ooh, that's another one of those life lessons that some of them people <laughs> type that, Type that in there. The only, that, one, it, the only name you the, answer to. The only know. name that's important is the one you answer to. So if somebody's saying something about you that ain't and, true, don't and even you, answer to don't it. Don't answer to it. That's a fact. That's all. That's good. You see? And, and as we're talking this stuff, I must say, yes, game recognize game. However, real recognizes real. And when you're real, you don't have to play games. Mm-hmm. True. True and That's fact. it. See, that's, that's, and see, that's what I realized over the last six months through this pandemic and all. Mm-hmm. I'm really doing exactly what my daddy always instructed me because the number one, the two things my mother always told me to always take God with me everywhere I go. Scriptures here. I got a little Bible in my pocket to take him everywhere. You know, hollering at him all the time saying thank you. Anyway, but the other thing, always tell the truth. Mm. Always I, tell the truth. I live on it. And so. Even if people ain't going to like it, it's my yeah. truth. truth. And I've truth. noticed that that's, those sayings and all that come out of my mouth, they're all the truth. Mm-hmm. Friendship is more valuable than money. Yep. It's true, y'all. Because guess what? Anyone today, what my dad said, let me just quote my dad for a minute because without him, I wouldn't be. My dad always said, remember, friendship is more valuable. Because we walk we walk the streets and he'd say hi to everybody. It didn't matter if they were nice to him or not. And we had an ugly neighbor that lived behind us. I mean, I use the word literally. He was ugly. He was <laughs> even ugly to his children. Oh, mm. terrible. He was hateful. Anyway. Worst. As my dad always said, I say, Dad, why are you always saying hi to these people to say ugly things to us or they don't like us or whatever? And he say, remember, everybody's somebody. No, God made everybody. Everybody's somebody. And everybody deserves a hi or a hello. It's not important what someone else says or does. What's important is what you do because friendship is more valuable than money. Mm. You might be the wealthiest. I'm quoting my dad. Robert Brown Sr. You might be the wealthiest white man in the world, trip and fall off a curb, and this was back in the 50s, trip and fall off a curb, and it take me, a black man that you despise, to help you up and save your life. Mm. Mm. All of us have been through a situation where we've helped somebody up. Like, say, for instance, you see somebody at a club, and you're trying to have fun, and they're being obnoxious Mm. all night long. But at the end of the night, when they're intoxicated, you go to them and they say, hey, I know you really don't like me, but listen, I care about you, and I can't let you drive home. Let me call you a cab. Let me give you a ride or whatever. Yeah. That's an example of picking somebody up that off of that curve. Mm. Yeah. Now, my example today, friendship is more valuable than money. Anyone today, you can have a million dollars and not know anyone you can trust. Mm. That's so important, I must say it twice. Mm. anyone today you can have a million dollars and not know one person you can trust you can have a million friends and if every one of them gave you a dollar you got all the money you need friendship is more valuable than money like take that, that with you I love so it. so Good. moving on in life you graduated sexton high school went on to have you know the kind of the mr so you talked about your your mentor in the, the process of the radio station. Can you tell yeah. us some more about that? Because this is where Mr. Party that was, was born. That, that, Mr. That, that, Mr. Mr. Terry E. Tyler. 
yeah. who, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, sons and so on and so forth. His son, uh, Mark Tyler, who is now the assistant fire chief in Ann Arbor, wow. was the assistant fire chief yeah. right here. I love Mark Tyler. Judge Clinton Kennedy was uh, one of the uh, the genius of Terry Tyler's. He was an image, image maker, and he took a lot of us. Uh, in, his company was called Nubians, which means black. Mm -hmm. Black. Um, anyway, uh, um, he personally handpicked me and trained me to assist him. Uh, and so we came up with all kinds of what's name programs for different people. Mr. B's hair salon, we helped us design that whole program. Uh, Clint hmm. Kennedy's career coming back as a lawyer and all the way up to judgeship, the Kennedy Law Show uh, on radio and television. Terry Tyler was executive producer, so on. Terry Tyler built the radio station. It originally, the first black-owned radio station in Lansing, it was originally started as WDTB, an all-news station. Uh, the next year, they were able to get a license, and they came on 1180 WXLA, I remember it. Urban Contemporary. Terry Tyler found that there was there was a need. There wasn't there wasn't any mm, for urban music and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So he went to LCC, studied broadcasting, and built this station from scratch. Now, while they were able, due to racism and so on and so forth, but when they got and were able to get the money to do this, he was wise enough to invest in stereo equipment in the, in the studio and so on and so forth so that when FM came in, they were all prepared, and when they were able to get their FM license, they had all the equipment to just turn on, and there you have WQHH. Mm. No longer black owned, however, still playing. That's I, you know I didn't know that when you told me that story. I remember 1180, and I remember I hated the fact that I couldn't hear it as crisp as 95 mm -hmm. FM, 94.9 yep. W. I, w I, never came in quite as good. Whatever. It never came in quite as good, so I was always upset because they played the music that I wanted to hear. Yes. And then 96.5 came around. I can't remember exactly when it was, but I remember when it came around. It was like our first, you know, black radio station to play all the music we wanted mm -hmm. to listen to. Right. And, uh, you know, I, when you told me that story, I was like, wow, you know, I never knew that. Now it's owned by some major w, company. W, uh, J.I.M. and all of them. I mean, yeah. uh, they got 97. McDonald Broadcast. Yeah, McDonald Broadcast. Yep. As a matter of fact, the, um, the Duboses. Mrs. Dubos, uh, um, they were originally one of the uh, four partners. Um, when it started, it started as WDTB, and those were the initials of the owners. Uh, uh, Williams, Williams, Tyler, Boone, William, Tyler, Dubos, and Bo Boone, mm. uh, or something. I, I might have got them backwards. But anyway, those are all, and they're very prominent. They were all very prominent people. Hmm. Uh, still are, um, and Mrs. Dubose uh, eventually sold the station. But the station was a benefit because it gave people opportunity. Mm -hmm. They were able to give, you know, young blacks that just coming out of school and so on and so forth their training mm -hmm. and so on, and able. And that's that's the whole purpose of having your own business. You can give people that you care about opportunity. Mm -hmm. That's, so, that's a big will. deal. Yeah. yeah, that's a really big Absolutely. deal. And, and there's nothing like living in the United States of America because something I've seen from history, you can be born the wealthiest person from one of the wealthiest families 
here and die a broke junk. Mm-hmm. Or or you can be born in the backwoods with an outhouse and no running water and everything else, you know, back there and grow up to be the president of a company or anything else you want to do. You can do that right here in the United States of America. That's why people keep trying to come here. Ain't nobody trying to leave. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Not me. I, I want to read this comment, Mr. Party, and I don't know if you'll remember this person, but wow. Um, so Tamara Tamar Rose came in and said, Mr. Party, I need to thank you from the bottom of my heart for saving me. Many years ago, you sat me down when you knew I was in a toxic relationship that was physically abusive. Your kindness and words gave me the strength to leave that person. Love you. Hmm. My cousin Stevie's daughter, I think. Tamara Rose, that's what you said, right? Mm-hmm. Man, her mother, no, her grandmother, my Aunt Louise, who was actually my mother's first cousin, couldn't have grown up to be me without her. Hmm. See, that's what I'm talking about. Generation after generation. How could I not talk to her when when her daddy and I grew up together, second and third cousins, mm. running together, mm. you know, doing all kinds of things. I remember when I ran to get him because I found a deer that was, you know, laying there, you know, and man, I don't know nothing about cutting this deer up or getting this deer, but man, <laughs> help me get this deer, man. We got all this meat. Man, we couldn't get that deer. But see, there's a memory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a memory. That means something. It to does. me, it does. It's you powerful. See? That's why it's hard to leave Lansing, even if you want. I just couldn't imagine living in another city, to be honest with you. I just couldn't imagine. I've been to other cities, so I stayed, you know, we was in, over the winter, we stayed in Florida for four months, and it was just like that little pocket that we was with. My mom and dad both That's lived it. down there, me and Eric, and I was just thinking, like, I, I don't know what it's like not to walk into a store and see three people I know. I know. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Or walk into and the grocery no, store no. and see yes. see all these people. What's, what's going on? Catch you up know, for a few minutes. I don't know what that's like, I, except the time that I was down there, and it's lonely. And I'm sure you gather relationships, or you find a cause the or same. a purpose, but it's not the same. But yeah. I don't know. It's not the same. And so when I talk about born and raised in Lansing, or people, you know, we got all these hashtags, love Lansing, and all these different. And it's a lot of times I see what we call now is transplants that say this. And I get it. Come here and love us. Yes. But you you got to, you better know the culture and you better know the city for real. And I feel like that's what's missing. So and, and the problem is that we, I think that, you know, what the culture you grew up in and, 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 you know, what you portray out is just missing right now. I think we just don't have a whole lot of that, that pride yeah. in Lansing from the people that are born, raised here to understand that, to keep those relationships going. You know, like we talked about, I remember my, my and not to talk a whole lot about me because it's not about me, but, Growing up, you know, every Christmas, every Thanksgiving, my whole family, it's a lot of us got together. My grandmother passed, and that was like the last times that we started doing that. So I'm nervous, and my uncle was always talking about it. He's the one to put the parties together now for us, and they're hard, they're scattered of who will show mm-hmm. up and so Sound on. Yes. And it's like, man, like over one generation yes. that happened? It's disheartening. How is it going to be the next one? It it happens. It's happening. I, I'm not sure exactly what it is. However... I, me too. I can remember when I used to call my people every day. Mm-hmm. And now I say, oh man, I need to call my brother in New York. And the next thing I know, it's eight, nine o'clock, and I know uh-huh. doggone well he's already in the bed. Yeah. You know, and I didn't call him. Yeah. You see, my I, my sister, love my sister. Ooh, that's why I genuinely love women, because I love my sister. Every sister ought to have a sister. 
Okay, even if you don't have one, adopt somebody to be your sister. Because mm-hmm. the one thing I learned about a sister, a real sister, you can you can always trust a sister to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. She gonna always tell you the truth about yourself, mm-hmm. and I I love that. But they always gonna be there. Mm-hmm. I just oh man. However, my speaking on what we were speaking on, my uh, my sister's son Mark Brown, who was quite an ab- ab- activist, mm-hmm. um, as a matter of fact, that is he passed away. But at his passing, uh, they were even uh, the Slotkin was talking about him on the floor of the Congress. Mm. I mean, I was like, "Whoa!" This was mo- This was recent. Last year, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. during COVID, during COVID, yeah, right. Last year, she was talking about him and, and, and what he had done and his and his, you know, and so on. Anyway, um, like I told my sister, I'd call her up and you know, you okay? I want to see you. I hadn't seen her until this weekend when we had an open house for my granddaughter from Texas. I hadn't seen my sister since the funeral, and that was last year, some November of last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I used to just, I mean, any time of day or night, I just pop into her in five o'clock in the morning. I, you know, wake her up. She had to go to work at seven thirty. I mean, I could let me tell you about a sister. I could take my sister all the ingredients for a peach cobbler. She worked for the state. She had to be to work at seven thirty. I could go. I could call her up at four thirty and say, "Baby, I need a peach cobbler. I got something I got to do today." Mm-hmm. And I and I left the stuff in your door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before my sister went to work at seven thirty, I she was there was a peach cobbler in the oven. That's I know deep. It. that's. Uh. You know I had two older sisters. Man, shoot, ain't yeah. nothing like it, right? No, nothing like it. I got a baby sister and I got two older sisters, and I grew up. I have some other brothers that I didn't know growing up. I, I met them later on, but my two older sisters, nothing like it. And I mean, I mean, just like you just said, I mean, my, my sister Felicia, who passed most like three, four years ago. You know, it was like a mother to me growing up. Right. Know? And so I get exactly what you're talking about. There's nothing I couldn't ask for. And I was their baby. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I know uh, exactly what you're saying because you was the baby of the family. Yeah. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. And, it's, and there's no hurt like losing her. Mm-hmm. There's no hurt like losing her. It's still hard today you know, to talk about that. But, yeah. Well, in regards to that, what I try to tell people is to remember, we live on this earth with spiritual beings. To be on earth, you got to have an earth suit, so you got to have a body, which is why Satan had to get into the snake to be able to deal with Eve, get with Eve. Mm. You got to have a body. The body dies. The spirit doesn't. The spirit lives on. The soul lives on. Those people that you love and care about, they're right there with you right now. Mm. My daddy was talking to me earlier when I got ready to jump out in the traffic, and he said what he always used to say, remember, son, you got more time than you got lives. You got plenty of time. You only got one life. <laughs> and I hit the brakes, and a truck had come around the corner. Mm. Boom, 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 on the Cedar Street, which is 45 miles mm. an hour. And yeah. the truck came 60. around the corner and hit me. Wow. And I hit. I heard my daddy, and I stepped on them brakes, and boom, here come the truck. Happens all the time. Yeah, it does. It you probably know. does if we pay attention. If you pay attention. Yep. Pay it's attention. just like It's just like the times that I, oh, man, let me call mom. Oh, wow, mom's not here. Mm. Okay, but that was mom talking to him. Mm. Ah. Perspective, man. Yeah. I sure want to go hug mom. You know what I'm saying? That, that was her. That was her, that was her spirit getting with you, mm-hmm. strengthening mm-hmm. you. Yeah. 
I love that. That's a great way to think about it. So it doesn't make you feel sad. It makes you feel like they are with you. See, we need to talk to the But the other thing is, the other thing is, though, you got to stop going by your feelings. Mm. Life is more than feelings and emotions. That's why there's so much, all these people feeling offended. I'm offended. Well, guess what? When they took the Uncle Ben's and Aunt Jemima off the packages, I'm offended. Because first of all, you see this bow tie? Uncle Ben was one of my role models. Mm. Aunt Jemima remind me of my grandmother. Mm. Perspective. Oh, but you take away those, mm-hmm. you see? Mm-hmm. Just like just like taking down statues. When you take away a person's history, you can tell them whatever you want them to believe. And the more you hear a lie, the more you believe it. Mm. I'm so grateful. My mother was the beginner's class two to five-year-olds Sunday school teacher for 50 years. Mm. Wow, 50 years. I know prophecy. I know, I, I see all the things that are happening. And like I tell people right off the bat, there's, there's other books you can go to, but go to Romans first chapter, go down to about the 18th verse, and everything it says from there on, God said, when you leave me out of things, I'm going to leave you to this, and this. I'm going to leave you to your own foolishness, and this is what's going to happen. Well, everything it says there is happening today, mm-hmm. including people killing each other and all. Mm-hmm. It's a sad That's a state. fact. I, I mean, I just try to tell the truth. Right. You know, folks say, man, you know you're right. No, no, I'm not trying to be right. Mm-hmm. I'm telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when you hear the truth, you can make your own decisions. Right on. Because yeah, remember, folks, in making decisions, it's not the decisions that's the difficult thing. It's recognizing, getting all the information and recognizing the consequences. Mm. Once you weigh all the consequences, it's easy to make your decision. Facts. But if you have all that, you got to have all that information. You were talking earlier about education and teaching, and I think that that's something when we talk about love and and just loving one another and being neighbors again to be what's being taught we do have to teach that and continuously try to dig we can't just keep saying it's not there we got to put some effort into making sure we're teaching that i was in the doctor's office the other day and i'm grateful to god i'm in very very good health and i'm yeah right on feels good it's feels good. good i'm about to turn always si- good <laughs> i'm about to turn 69 years old on september 1st and it will be mr party's 36th anniversary. Hmm. How did it begin? It's my daughter's well, birthday. As I said, how about that? September 1st. Um, yeah. uh, Terry Tyler took me and he sat me down the month of August and just grilled me and all the things that I, you know, because I had a folder with all these things I wanted to do with my life and so on. And he just started going through and, and we just, he made me write and we came up with all this stuff. And on September 1st, my 33rd birthday, Mr. Party made his first appearance at a club called Slammers, which was in the Ramada Inn, which ended up being the Governor's Inn on Pennsylvania at 96, which is now torn down and is part of a car lot. I remember that. But that was the exclusive. Ramada built that. That's why that, that road right there is called Ramada Drive. Mm. That, that was the most exclusive, up-to-date hotel in the country when they built that. Hmm. Wow. There was a club called Slammers, and that's where I made the first appearance. And uh, <laughs> uh, we had a good time, and the rest is history. I wow. Mean, <laughs> what what year was that? 1985, September 1st. That that place was around for a long time, and, and they tore it down. I remember when they tore that down. They had a club in there, 
uh, after that. I can't remember what it was called. They had several. But yeah, yes, several uh-huh. different clubs would come in there. Promoters would come in there and, and, and do it. And, you know, have club nights there. And then they, they, uh, it got really, it got really bad for yeah. a little while. And so, like, yeah, I remember all that. What about one of the, one thing? One of the clubs I want to ask you about because I always heard about this when I was a kid, but I haven't really heard a whole lot of stories about it. Was the Black and Tan? The Black and Tan. Is Tell us about yeah, the Black and Tan. I hear as a matter of fact, time. I was just talking to. Um, Deanna, she's a Bowles. The Bowles family instrumental happened to be distant cousins of mine also. They all came up from down south together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and I'm serious. I mean, whole family. I'm related to more than half of Lansing. I mean, seriously related. Uh, not just people adopting everybody. <laughs> um, which is a beautiful thing. Because uh, the thing I loved about it, especially being who I was, that I was accepted at everybody's home. Mm. I mean, I could go over to people's house and eat. I could be there when the parents weren't home, and that was a no-no. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was very, very, very fortunate, and I'm grateful. Um, but parents, this is what I want to say. You know, what you do makes all the difference in the lives your children can live. Because mm-hmm. I got a lot of doors, a lot of opportunities and everything else because of whose child I was mm-hmm. and, and and the difference that they were making in the community and what their, the credibility of their name. Right. You know, and young yeah. people don't mess up that credibility <laughs> of your parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get that opportunity. Yeah. You see, because everybody doesn't have good parents. I know I was, I listen to people cry on my shoulders. People that I thought, man, they got it, they got it made, you know what I'm saying? And they cry on my shoulders and talk about you know, how their daddy beat them or mistreated this or whatever, you know, and their parents, whatever. And I'm like, what, really? Because mm-hmm. imagery ain't everything. It's not always what, what yeah. you I was, what I was you telling see. some of my, my grandchildren and, and great nieces and nephews at this open house we had this weekend. I said, listen, y'all, you're fortunate. I said, because a lot of people don't have this. Mm-hmm. They haven't grown up with this, this family closeness and so on and so forth and all the other people that because you know one member or whatever that you've been adopted in and so boom yeah. we ended up all just one great a lot of people they don't they don't come together like this i know people that haven't talked i know i got a good friend i've already mentioned his name his his children don't haven't called him in years mm-hmm. and then when they do call they want something yeah mm. you know what i'm saying so anyway family is everything that's your foundation do not let whatever's going on in this country break up family because that's the foundation. Mm-hmm. Without the foundation, the hall, the house falls down. Facts. That is very true. Oh, Barb says, wish more young people could hear Mr. Brady tell his stories. Well, they will because this will live on forever. Yes, it'll be. But there. then also with the village that we have, I'd love to have you come I, talk. And I it ain't just young people. This. I got young men that I'm talking to that are at the age they need to hear this because that's the age I met you. And so whatever I always talk about the influences. That jacket you see right there was one of my mentors growing up that I didn't know was a mentor. He was just a coach. Mm-hmm. But a lot of what I do in my life, like I had a great upbringing. Like my dad was a dope dude. Like and he was always there, taught me how to play chess. You know, throw the ball with me. You know, all of that type of thing. But sometimes you need some outside mentorship as well. And I didn't yes. really know I was being mentored by this man. But a lot of what I do, I coach my sons in football, my son in football, you know, I, I, I baseball, all that came from him, you mm-hmm. know. And so yes. that the, the, the impact that me being able to see you come 
you know, hanging out and being as, 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 as loving as you were to somebody you didn't know, you know, knowing me, my sisters and so on and so forth. You know, at this age, I was 21. That's the age of these young men I'm talking to, you know, that I'm dealing with now that are all kids I've known since they was eight. Yes. But they need to hear that type of stuff because I, I, I can give it to them. But secondhand is not as good as firsthand. So I would definitely have you in touch with, you know, some of these yeah. people. But, you know, you got to spread that word, you know, as far and wide as you can. You it's know? coming from you. Yeah. Spread that word. It's, it's just, you know, the, the, the energy, I think it can't be duplicated. I always tell people that when they ask, like, what I do. You know, and, and, and the thing is, people always want to try to find somebody they feel more, you know, they feel comfortable with doing what I do. You're not going to find nobody to do what I do the way that I do it. The energy comes from me. But we're all unique individuals. The energy comes yeah. from you. It ain't going to be nobody. I, I don't know that there'll be another Mr. Party in Lansing. We plan on it. As a matter of fact, I'm auditioning people right now every okay. day as I. Well, there you go. I'm glad to hear oh, this that. Was, that was all part of the plan. I got that you. Mr. Party would be around forever just like Mickey Mouse. You ever, you know, CISO? We gotta get you in touch with CISO. I know. Not that to see would be... I just he just kind of gives me that, that vibe. vibe. Like that I've, vibe. I've heard that name somewhere. CISO yes, gives me that he vibe. Just he just that like positive, good energy like dude. yes, yep, good wanting energy to bring guy. folks together. But, yep, yep. Younger cat. I don't know. He he might be in his twenty, mid twenties or so. But okay. Just everyone good, feels so much younger than me when I'm. I don't know. Just a good energy oh, guy. You're at, a, you're at a good age. You're at a very good age. As a matter of fact, something that I realized first of all. The brain fully develops at age 25. Sometimes mm -hmm. women develop faster than men, but however, the brain fully develops at 25. So at 25, from 25 to 30, okay, as you're approaching adulthood, you're starting to make decisions, conscious decisions about what you're gonna do with the rest of your life. Because at 30, there's no going back, childhood's over. Yeah. You reckon you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Those years and that's what your brain is developing. Those five years right there, you know, that's when I see a lot of marriages break up. Mm. Things like that. Because people are, well, you know what, this is not what I want for the rest of my that's life. That's why we what didn't happened? get married till I was thirty five and you was thirty <laughs> you was thirty is. you was thirty four. We wasn't ready. <laughs> see, that there yeah. you go. Mm -hmm. That's and that's important. I wasn't ready. We that's, wasn't ready. That's an important yeah. realization. And everyone remember, realization is 55% of the solution to whatever your situation. Yeah, that's why yeah. truth and all of that I, comes in play. Yes, if you can't be true honest. with yourself and honest with yourself, you're going to make some mistakes that didn't need to be made. Yes, instead of working Absolutely. through it and being, you know, working through the honesty mm -hmm. and, and working through that. So yeah. what do you do? What does is, what is Luther Brown Sr. Yeah. do? Outside of Mr. Party, run, like, the, run, run, Mr. Party celebration in the what, what, what makes you yeah, tick? Like, what do you like to do? You like to play cards? I, I love playing poker. I'm a poker player. I've been pretty good at it and successful at it in, in my day. Uh, I love to play pool. You know, what does Mr. What does Luther mm. Brown Senior like to do, like to do outside of hobbies or interests or whatever? I am Mr. Party, the ambassador of celebration, diplomat of good times and social happiness, expert and promoter of the pleasurable activities, healthy, safe, celebrating, and that sharing fun, valued friendships, and pleasant memories everlasting. I have come to realize whether I have this suit on mm -hmm. or whether I'm sitting at home in a bathrobe trying to figure something out or, or watching the Jeffersons or something that takes me back to the fun I had growing up with my dad, uh, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm this. I'm this person twenty four seven because it's my true self. self. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And every day, what do I do? I mean, I spend time with friends. I, I, I. You know, I'm I'm busy trying to put all this together because 
I'm really far behind. However, I know that the people that are still here and the people that have passed on also, I owe. Mm. Mm. You know, um, there was a movie, Bill Cosby and Sidney Poitier and all, uh, oh, I forget the name of it, but but uh, Calvin Lockhart said this. He said, when they robbed, they went to Madame Zenobia's big swank uh, uh, after-hour place and so on and so mm. forth, and they come in and they robbed everybody, made everybody take off their clothes, took all the, the money, jewelry, everything else, and he stood up there and he said, as he's getting ready to go out the door with his with his gang, he said, never in life is one man owed so much to so many. Never in life has one man owed so much to so many. As a matter of fact, I want to take this opportunity to uh, holler a shout out to, to Ma and Pa Cooper, Mrs. Ir Irma Cooper. Uh, she wasn't doing, she was a little under the weather a couple of days ago when I saw her, but Ma Cooper, when I was going through some of my most distressing time, uh, my marriage was breaking up, the house was getting repossessed, the cars got repossessed, this, that, and the other, and I'm, I'm trying to hold on to all these things that I tried to make sure that my children had. Mm -hmm. You see, matter of fact, I, it matters so much to me. All my toys from my childhood, I saved and gave them to my children. Hmm. Wow. All, all my toys, my road races, my, my trains, my, my, my model cars, whatever. Every, all the toys I had, I saved for my children and handed them down to them. That's, mm. you know, that's being, being a dad is my number one job in life. Mm -hmm. and the better I am at doing what I do, mm -hmm. then the more credibility that gives to them. Absolutely. That's true. Absolutely. Because like I said, a lot of doors were open for a whole lot of us because of who our parents were or who you knew. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So hobbies, I guess, is the better question I was looking for. Any hobbies? I love to eat. I love leftovers, too, y'all. Um, <laughs> so he's calling uh, out anybody uh, got leftovers. Mr. Party is a foodie. Yes, yes. yes. But, you know, dancing, um, dancing and just celebrating. As a matter of fact, since I mentioned that, I guess it's time for me to say this to everyone. Remember, to enjoy life, live each moment of every day in a celebrative sort of way. Smile. See how happy you will stay, and thus your waking up becomes a party. For life is just a party. A party is just a good time. And a good time, being thankful that we're here. Smile with style and grace, for you light up the place, remembering that while it's nice to be important, it's more important to be nice. For you can never show a kindness too soon, for you never know how soon it might be too late. This COVID thing should teach us that. Take the time right now, which is the reason for Mr. Party's Friendship Gift Roses. Let somebody know how you feel about them right now. They can't feel, they can't, they can't appreciate nothing after they're dead and gone. Give them their flowers now. Holla. Oh, no. That's why I brought you on here. Oh, that's so To true. give you your flowers. Yes, well, now. Thank and you. so everybody can yeah. give them to you, too. Appreciate that very it much. It fell right in line with Erica's birthday. But, yeah, that was absolutely but perfect. But when we started talking about having you on here, I was like, I want to share what I know about you to the world mm -hmm. and learn more with the world about who you I are, do. you know, in, in, in the history of Mr. Party. 
and you've given us a lot of that today. So I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been amazing. I'm very honored. Uh, am, as a matter of fact, I remember my mentor, Mr. Terry E. Tyler, the Fox. Uh, I remember him telling me some years back, he said, look, the key is to stay consistent. Just keep doing what you do and standing for what you stand for. And all these people that you see that they're giving accolades and awards to, you know, the the Gregory Edens, the Joel Ferguson's, the the whomever, all the people that are the doctors, the judges, the, the all the people that are doing great things to make life better or what have you. He said, you just keep doing what you're doing. And when you get their age, in your 60s, They'll be honoring you the same way. That's a fact. Well, I'm living that right now. Yeah. Right on. And well, I'm glad. very honored. Glad. I'm very honored. Like I said, one reason why I'm happy all the time is because I'm living the life I, when I was a little boy that I always wanted. Everywhere I go, somebody knows me, and I got friends. Mm. Mm-hmm. And if and if and and if I don't know people as friends, boom, I make them because I'm one. Mm. <laughs> as right. it says, as they show they just me, don't know it yet. There we go. But you, you, you can't fight. You know, when you show genuine love, a person can't can't fight that. You That's can't true. stay mad at somebody if love. you know if there's. That's the one you. thing that I feel like is missing out of some of the people out in this world is that just I, I say that all the time. And a leader, what we want to see is somebody with empathy and love, somebody who cares for real, and uh, you know. That's that's just one of my things. I feel like if you care for real, it'll come out. And what in you will come out all the time. If you're an evil person, it's gonna come out. It's gonna show. It's gonna show on your everyday. You know, even even if it's not as polarized as you being spittingly mad at somebody, but you know, your actions will show that if you don't have it's not coming from that place. Yeah. Absolutely. The the good that you do always comes back to you. Mahalia Jackson. Mm. Mm -hmm. See, see, even the songs and everything. See, that's part of what's missing too. See. The songs and the music, music is a universal language. Mm-hmm. Don't care where you go, people understand music, everybody, and it brings people together. Not, it brings people together. I always try to speak on the positive. Anyway, um, lost my thought. We were talking about music, bringing people oh, together. The got music you. today, yeah. Got you. Um, when we were coming up, all the music, even if it was about breaking up or whatever, it was all still about love. Mm-hmm. It was all about love. That is what's missing. Yeah, People just throw the word around, but they don't even know the proper meaning of it. Just like just like a party or a celebration. We ha- we've defined it in the positive. Sharing fun, valued friendships, and pleasant memories everlasting. And it starts with you. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, people say to me, Mr. Party, if everybody, no, no, stop being concerned about everybody <laughs> or other people. <laughs> you, <laughs> if you just acted like, I, like I'm talking about. Yeah. Just you, start with, I started with me. Yeah. Michael Jackson said that. I'm Look, starting with the man in the in mirror. In the mirror. I told my wife all the time, I said, Mike was my man back in the day. Like, I, I love Michael it. Jackson. And so a lot of my values came from his songs, like things that I listened to. When I, but that's music. That's what we're talking about. Music that's what we're talking about. Our young people are listening to now. Yeah. Stevie Wonder loves and need a love today. Yeah, my dad listened to all of that. Luther, Stevie, We grew up on Jackson. it, too, because our parents listened to yeah. it. See, so. that's my point. Mm-hmm. See, one of my favorite songs, I know you started out the segment with 
Frankie, Beverly, and Mays, happy feeling. And I'm just spreading them all over the world. Uh, you know, and, and think about what he said. I got myself to remind me of love. I got my mind and my heart, and I believe in above. You see, because true richness isn't determined by a pocket full of money. And and that's part of it. we're hollering at go to school, go to school, get you a good job so you can make a lot of money, get you a good job so you can make. That's not it. Find your passion. Mm -hmm. yes. Find your work. Work means to become. Mm. Okay, just like Sex and Band helped me to realize what my work was gonna be. Mm. Hmm. Okay. You know the 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 dancing, the movement, the you know the the putting on a show, the. You know, making people, getting people excited. Mm -hmm. I've heard about Sex and Band from back oh, then. Oh, back, oh, oh man. Yeah, that's crazy. We was the number one, number one mm -hmm. high school marching band in yeah. the state. Mm, I believe it. And every every first game at Michigan State, they would always have Sex and Band. It had band day and all the bands were out there. Well, they would always tell these bands, listen, there's your example right there, Sexton. <laughs> do what they do. Mm -hmm. You know, if you just do what they, you know, because we were, we never met at some engagement. We all came, we always met at the school and came as a band, as a unit. Mm -hmm. Part of what's missing, mm. that unity, you yeah. see? But those were the things that established us. Uh, Dwayne Corbett was, he was the band director for 24 years. In 24 years, he only missed one day. Mm. Consistent. Man was dedicated, I mean, dedicated, yeah. I mean, Oh, and we, we hit today. We marched just like college bands. Mm. That's awesome. There wasn't high school bands. They they marched out to the center of the field and stand there and play. And we was always hitting the eight to the five and doing routines and all that. <laughs> man, we ask anybody. Second, look it up. Second you, band was You recognize it. her? Michelle Clark? Yes. That's my sister. That's my other sister. The Michelle, yeah. yeah Michelle and I had a lot of good talks together. Hi, Michelle. Yeah, <laughs> Go, Carter. girl. Yeah, that's my other sister. <laughs> Which you knew that, but yeah. Yes, it's I haven't seen her in a without, while. It's mm -hmm. not a party without Mr. Party. Yeah, so I want to say real quick, because we only got about 20 more minutes for Mr. Party, but I want to, I want to, do you mind answering some questions? Oh, if, sure. yeah, if, if you guys have any questions for Mr. Party, you know, anything that hasn't been answered here, you know, we're, we're, we're this is a tribute to Mr. Party and Erica on her birthday. Yeah, Erica. But if you have any, if, if you have any questions for Mr. Party about what we've talked about or anything else that you want to know, put it in the chat. I'll bring it in the screen. We'll, we'll talk about those now. But I do want to ask you the question. Because we didn't, we got off of it a little bit. Black and tan again. Okay. What's the origination? Because I've heard okay, as a kid, gotcha, I heard all about gotcha. it. My sister came in like I used to go there. As a matter of fact, yes, the black and tan. Black and tan stood for blacks and Mexicans. Black, we have as a place where they could go. Wow. Because there weren't any. The first original club, or black-owned club, was called the Tropicana. As a matter of fact, a Mr. Sonny Adams. Another one of my mentors, he used to say to me all the time, remember, and he called out my last name. He said, remember, you're supposed to be sharper today than you were yesterday. And I just be doing my best. What can I say? <laughs> hey, anyway, um, the Bowles family, great people. As a matter of fact, uh, Deanna uh, and, and her man, uh, Mr. Charles Dean, Charlie Dean, mm -hmm. who's a great artist, they have a place called The Corner Spot at the corner of ML King, and Rio, Rio, yeah. okay. Uh, he's quite an artist. It's an art gallery. It was a former uh, biker club, and bikers still come there. He, Charlie, rides bikes too. But anyway, this Saturday, uh, Beautify Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, they're having starting from nine to two. 
They've got training at nine, but all the volunteers, they've got they've got everything you need, vest, gloves, masks, trash bags, and the cleanup will be from 10 until noon, and then after that, from noon until two, there'll be a brunch, brunch for everybody. Right. So right. we want everybody to come out and help, and this is part of the things that they stand for at the corner spot. Also, the next day, Sunday, Christmas in July, this is a, a big celebration for all the young people. So, at the corner spot, Rio and ML King, uh, bring everybody, come on out. Uh, anyway, um, the uh, Deanna's dad was Sonny Adams. Mm -hmm. He had the first black-owned club, the Tropicana. Very, very nice spot. Um, I don't really remember it because I was too young. However, he took his license and he loaned it to Mr. Roland Starr. And Roland Starr, with some money that he made hitting the numbers, uh, he opened up the Black and Tan. Wow, history. And that's how that started. What? Uh, Where was it? I, it was downtown. The Black and Tan was on River Street, which River Street ran from Kalamazoo up to Grand, and it just sliced off to the side. It's now, now the state police post actually sits on that property. Oh, right there. But there was a road through there. River Street ran through there. The Black and Tan was on one side, and then the town pump was right out in the middle of the little, there was a triangle that separated Kalamazoo Street going straight and River Street coming up through there. So that's where that was, right there at Grand, like say Grand and Kalamazoo. Um, great place. If you came, if somebody, if you came to town and you were looking for somebody, didn't know how to find them, Stop by the black and tan. Somebody yeah, can tell that's you. That's why I always knew about it as a kid then because that's what I read. All the grown folks would sit around and play spades. They was always either going to the black and tan, left the black and tan, or was talking yep. about the black and tan. Right, right, right. Yeah. All my um, aunts, cousins, right, all talk right. about all And so, you see, now we're from two different, so like black but and tan. Black yes. and tan, yeah. It was all in the same <laughs> that spot. Was it was all in, all on, on the weekends, on the weekends, the Mexican people had the back room, which was a big ballroom, and they brought their whole family. That's what I always loved about it. They brought their whole family from from grandma all the way down to the littlest child, and they'd be dancing around it. You know, family, mm -hmm. the family. They brought their whole. You see the foundation. You see what's missing. Yeah. Do we get back to that point? I think we have to keep trying. Yeah, for sure. Because there's too much at stake. Like I try to tell people, too many people have suffered, bled, and died for have, for us to have this opportunity to live. Yeah. And you want to throw it away? Right. No. But see, that's why people need to know their history, and that's why I'm concerned, because they are deliberately changing history and taking true history away. away. And if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat the mistakes. Yeah. Well, you we got to so. keep doing what we do. That's to try it. to get Lansing back to where if we those of to us be. that know that there's another option to this adversarial way that's yeah. is being perpetrated, mm -hmm. if we don't show it, it's not being taught. They're not going to know it. Mm -hmm. Got it. It's got to be it. They need to come get you and say, "We need a Mr. Party in the school. Every school I'm should have saying. a Mr. Party in it, right? Talk to the kids Look, at that instead age. Instead of sending them to ISS, they got to go talk to Mr. Talk Party. Talk to Mr. Party. I get with Mr. Party. Well, for real. Um, as a matter of fact, I had uh, haven't done it in a while. I had a Mr. Party's Keys to Success. Mm. Mm. 10 or 15 different steps that it takes to succeed. Number one, know yourself. Knowledge yourself is everything, you see. Um, and uh, don't take anything personal. If you don't take it personal, it can't hurt you. 
Mm-hmm. I offend me. Try. Because <laughs> I love me and the sun's still shining and I woke up. So you don't have no control. Because mm. guess what? you We all got a date we're going to leave here. And you may leave before me, especially trying to stress me out. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Take away the stick. I go, yeah, yeah I'm going I'm to make you laugh. When, right. when you walk away from me and it happens... I, it's got to be the spirit because it can't be me. But people walking, they just met me, just met me, and they and all of a sudden they're hugging me, talking about Mr. Party. I just love you, okay? Well, it's not me; it's the spirit in me, mm-hmm. and it's in all of us. All you got to do, like I tell people, every time you smile, that's the Mr. Party, and you just do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, all I am, all I am, is simply an example. I'm simply that spark. That lights the flame that turns on your fire. Mm. Mm. Ooh, that was deep. I better mm-hmm. write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing that. but a party, y'all. Anyway, appreciate um, you, Mr. Party, coming on here and sharing yourself with yeah. us, man. Well, I appreciate you because I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm overjoyed and I'm, I'm saying things that I haven't said in the longest. That oh, one other thing, what I want people to do, and I'm gonna start a separate what email address. However, my email address, mrparty1985 at gmail.com. First of all, I have a newspaper column in the Michigan Bulletin newspaper. Okay. Michigan Bulletin has been around since 1996. Uh, Marcus Jefferson is the editor. Anyway, in that newspaper, I have a column called Celebration Announcements. Mr. Party wow. celebration announcements where I announce your events of life, oh. birthdays, anniversaries, mm. retirement, marriage, new births, uh, promotions, uh, graduations, whatever your event of life is, even if you want to put in a memorial with someone's passing, okay, whatever the events of life, send their information into us. We'll put it into the newspaper column according to what their month is or what have you. What is it called again? The, the, the Michigan Bulletin Michigan newspaper. Bulletin. You gotcha. can pick them up. There's one in front of City Hall. There's one at the main post office. There's a box at the East Lansing post office. Most of all the black churches, which we haven't been attending lately, uh, have them. Uh, there's some stores and things around. Um, but anyway, the Michigan Bulletin, um, been around for 25 years. Uh, celebration announcements. As I said, send me your information to Mr. Party. 1985 at gmail.com. Right. Okay. And we'll get it. How in about there. anybody who wants to um, be the next Mr. Party? How do they get to audition for that? Um, they should contact me if they're interested. And this this what I have here. Let me see. I'm going to bring this. Uh, let me see. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about one of these. The flyer. Yes. Uh, let's talk about the My flyer. promotional picture from my promotional package in, back in 1985. Was this what that was? That was that's, the first that's, one. That's correct. That's wow. the first one, which is why. And there's supposed to be the Mr. Party logo up in the corner. However, uh, it probably wasn't finalized at that time. Wow. Um, I got my hands on that. that yes, was, yes, yes. That I pulled off your Facebook page. So. We need to, you, you know, what we need to do is make, I don't know if you have one yet or not, but a page, like we have America 20 Life's page. It's not a, it's not my, my personal page. So mm-hmm, it's our actual mm-hmm, page. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that thing will blow up. Well, as a matter of fact, I do have a, they can go to Mr. Party, the ambassador of celebration. And actually I had three pages. I'm 
I'm running into some difficulty because I'm not as computer literate and so on and so forth and working my Facebook as, as other people. However, uh, I'm about to bring that back up strong. Um, uh, want to also, uh, well, anyway, there's a Mr. Party page. Um, want to do another one um, in which people can send in all their different Mr. Party testimonies as one or two were read here today. Mm. Um, send their testimonies in. Um, I ran into a woman. I was in a restaurant yesterday, and my waitress came over and said hi, and she thanked me. And, and I asked her, well, you know, her name and how she knew me. And she told me that last year, or the last time they had a, a festival down in Old Town, that her, her little young son was leading her through the crowd and saying, excuse me, and pardon me, and he was so well-mannered that she said you complimented him and told him on what a terrific person he was to be so well-mannered, and she said that that really made his day. He remembered it. He remembered, and she thanked me because she said that that was, you know, I mean, her son, her only son, and, and that it really made a difference in how he carries himself today. Right. Well, see, you asked me how we change things. And maybe that's the way, number one, instead of finding fault with each other, mm. look for reasons to compliment someone, mm. which is what I do. Mm -hmm. um, as a matter of fact, a great book to read that has taught me a whole lot of my positiveness. Well, first of all, every self-help book, they take stuff directly from the Bible. So, uh, However, The Greatest Salesman in the World by Og Mandino. Og, mm. if you just Google Og, I tell everyone, read this book. One of the first scrolls is 10 scrolls, and you read these scrolls um, every day, three times a day. And at night, before you go to sleep, you read it out loud. And you do this for 30 days, and it's mind conditioning. You condition your mind to, to react, respond, as the scrolls indicate to you. And one of them says, I will greet this day with love in my heart. I read that scroll every day because one of the things is, it says... I will laud my enemies and they will become friends. I will mm. encourage my my friends and they will become brothers, so on and so forth. If the birds and everything else can sing music of praise to the creator, why can't I do that same thing with his people? Mm. So instead of, in everything, instead of looking for the, excuse me, I don't talk like that. Always look for the best mm. and the beauty in everything and everyone, starting with yourself and then compliment it. Mm -hmm. it's really just that simple if you look for the best and the beauty you'll always find what you look for right on but if if you don't look for the best and the beauty you find all the worst that's true you find what you're looking for be intentional we, go. about we got a question but i'm going to play this real quick and then we're going to come back to a question that came in keep putting your questions in if you have any we got about nine minutes left with mr party what do you buy love about me what up america 20 the life fam and all the small businesses around the city of lansing Advertise America Twin in the Life, our analytics are through the roof. Last month alone, we reached 35,000 people. We have packages as small as $50 a month that'll get your name right on the screen, right here. We also have packages, platinum packages, where you can have an ad spot just like this. So, advertise America Twin in the Life twice a week and be on a show just like this with Mr. Party, a Lansing legend. So, if you're an up and coming Lansing legend, you need to come on to America Twin in the Life and advertise with us. 
limited spots available at the price that they are at right now. When they sell out, they're over. The prices will skyrocket. Uh, we have monthly packages as well as yearly packages. You can go to America20Life at gmail.com, send us the link, or excuse me, send us some information on yourself and we can contact you about sales. Or you can go to America20Life.com and find out what our packages are. All right, advertise with us, baby. All right, back. Mr. Party, what do you love the most about Lansing? Geronimo Lerma asked this question. And right on to Geronimo. Geronimo runs the nonprofit Souls for Soldiers, okay? They give out shoes and socks to uh, to veterans and homeless people and so on and so forth. Support their cause. They're doing many, many great things. Uh, what I love about Lansing is I love the people because everybody's somebody. And when you, as we were discussing earlier, when you grow up with people, you know, you, you feel you feel this closeness. It helps it helps you to be who you are. Mm -hmm. Because I know everything I am, whatever people say, I'm this person because of all the friends that I have. Mm -hmm. You see, because I could be this person all by myself, so on and so forth, and twisting and turning and flipping my hat and doing a little dance or a cartwheel or whatever. But if no one ever sees it and gives me any accolades, then what? Mm -hmm. The people. So you see, it's the people. Um, some people have asked me, why don't I go somewhere else? I could have went to numerous places and probably become extremely wealthy. Uh, well, remember, true richness isn't determined by a pocket full of money, but by a mind full of rich thoughts and a heart full of rich emotions. We're rich because we can share our friendship. We can say hi to each other without getting into conflict. Even if we don't agree, mm -hmm. we can still be friends. Mm. That's what's important, and that's what I learned living in Lansing so that I could go anywhere else. I went and lived in the Detroit area for three years, and people from Detroit all thought that I lived there. I mean, that I was from there. Mm -hmm. There's people that have come to Lansing and see me. Mr. Party, what you doing here? You you know, you live in Detroit. <laughs> no, I used to always tell you, I'm from Lansing. Mm -hmm. But you see, those basics that I learned right here, mm -hmm. you can take them once you got them. You can take them anywhere. Yeah. I see a difference between people from Lansing and other places. And I always tell people, you're right about that. You, If you can make it out of Lansing, if you can get somewhere in Lansing, you can really go anywhere. Like, Lansing is some place that just, I just feel like builds character in you. Like, deep, deep character. And we had a rich history. We still do, but, I mean, as far as, like, you know, like I said, everybody know your name. And just, like, walking around Lansing, it's big enough but small enough that... Yes. You know, the, the love is crazy yes. here. And yes. we got to yes. just bring yeah. that back. You're right. Yes. Ties are deep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. That's good. Yeah. That was a great question. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have any other questions. I think I know. I, 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 I definitely know more. I definitely feel better. And I think as we go along, somebody else said on here, they said, hope to see you come back to America. So come back on the show at some point in time. Sounds like fun to me. I'm enjoying this very much. So absolutely. Um, I think that's about it. We're five minutes out, so we're gonna close this out, Mr. Party. I appreciate you, babe. Happy birthday to you. Uh, Happy and, birthday, and many more. Thank you. It was a wonderful birthday, y'all, too. By the way, it always is. <laughs> yeah. Got the hammock today with my husband. Hey. <laughs> we haven't really done that either. We've been 
We've been super swamped. With and I mean like hammock on. with no, with nothing going on for a you while. You sat on your phone the whole time. I did. I ain't gonna lie. I <laughs> but it was what you wanted to do, so <laughs> what you was going to be able to do. I wasn't going to tell you not to do it. I Although I did say, babe, can you turn the phone off? But minute? I'm like, I'm, look, I'm studying this agenda and I'm looking at this. And, so yeah. you were still working, but that's love. That's passion. You said that. Find your passion and dig into it. That's this is what it. you see here. There you and go. this is okay. what I truly believe is my is my passion is to be able to advocate for the people and uh and and and, and do and bring people like you on the show to be able to share that love with some, with other people. This is my passion. This and the village Lansing are my passion. That's the way Same. I get back and and uh you know you said something else earlier that that really touched me because it's something I always say. You know I took a lot of years of my life and I ravaged Lansing, a place that I love and I talk greatly of. I did some terrible things in the city, and so I do kind of you know, selfishly try to give back to make, you know, right wrongs. Yes. And you said that earlier about, I can't remember what the, the robbery guy that came in there, you said there's nobody that owes more. I can't remember. Was Never that in life is one man owed so much to so many. That's it. And I uh, feel As a matter of fact, before we go off, I've got to quote, I mentioned Ma and Pa Cooper. Ma Cooper, when I was going through what I was going through, she used to ask me every time, Billy, my middle name happens to be William, Billy, do you want to be a man of substance or do you want to be the substance of a man? I see this as life's most important question for all of you to ask yourself and answer. Okay, I equate it to the Bible scripture, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Do you want to be a man or a woman? Do you want to be a man of substance or do you want to be the substance of a man or woman. I made my choice. When I made that choice, it made all the difference in my life because mm. things don't matter to me. I know who I am because I am the substance of a man. I am what a man is supposed to be. You've all got that substance. Grab a hold to it and run with it in a positive way and do good. I don't think we need to do too much more on that. I appreciate you, Mr. That's Party. Yeah. This is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Any last words? I, I don't I don't even if there's no room for no more gems, but is there anything else you'd like to say before we get off? To the people. Just remember that while it's nice to be important, it's more important to be nice. And uh, you know, that that it all comes back to you, whether it's the good or the other. I don't talk about the other because I don't want to bring it into my life. So anyway, just remember, put a smile on your face and love you. Because when you start loving you, you'll love all the things around you. Mm. The people, the birds, the trees. You'll appreciate things. And that's what it's really about. A party is any time. A party. Life is just a party. A party is just a good time. And a good time is being thankful that we're here. And you say that. Just by smiling. So simple. Right on. Oh, I love it. Thank All right, Mr. Party, appreciate yes, you, babe. You Happy time. birthday again. Yes. Thank you for your time. Yes. yes. Thank you for we spending my be, birthday with me, y'all. We'll be back on Monday. Or do we have Rachel Willis on Monday? I um I have to look. Monday or Wednesday. Okay. So Rachel yeah. Willis will be our next yeah. candidate for uh city for council at large. Series. It'll be coming on uh the show. We're gonna have conversation just like this with her on here. So be here either it's either Monday or Wednesday, but we will tell you for sure. I'm sorry we don't have that calendar right. But anyways, <laughs> We love y'all. Hope to talk to you and not about you. We'll see you Monday. Peace. Bye. Love. <laughs>